Welcome to another edition of Toka Backstage. This is Chris Wolf, the Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation. Thank you for joining us. And it is my absolute pleasure to have uh, Mr. Paul Robinson and Daria from The Hot Licks, who will be performing Studio Cabaret in uh, January on the 17th and 18th at the Nakano Theater. Thank you both so much for taking the time. I certainly do appreciate it. I know as uh, musicians, you're extremely busy but um, I'm really curious how how this show started. What was what was what was the thought process behind putting this show together? Uh, the show that we're doing for you uh, is essentially. Uh, are you hearing us okay? Yes, perfect. Okay, good. We're this is the hot lick. So this is Dan Hicks' old band, right? This is what. Uh, when Dan Hicks and the Hot Lakes would go out on tour, it would be Dan in front of us. So all we did was we lost Dan, which was a heavy blow, of course. Uh, but he taught us how to play this distinct style of music, which is folk swing. And um, uh, his own invention, actually. And uh, he's very particular about the way that it was played. And, <clears throat> and uh, we both have been with him a long time. So uh, we decided the book was too good to not go forward with the music because he's got such great songs. And it's, it's, the, it's the preeminent example of this style that he forged. So we thought it was important to go ahead with it and go, go forward with it. And we love Dan. And the music is just too much fun to, to not take ahead, you know. So here we go. So how how long were you both together with Dan for the same amount of time or who started first? Well, I was touring with Dan for over 10 years and um, So and then Paul has been how long have you been with? I started with Dan about 92. I was in the Acoustic Warriors and I played with him till about 2000 and then uh, I had a son and I took some time off and then I got back together with him in uh, like 2010, something like that, and toured with him for the rest of his life. But he and I also had a band called Bayside Jazz, which did all standards. He loved jazz. And that went the whole time. So, uh, and I did all his charts. So we worked closely for about 25 years. He's a musical director, <clears throat> essentially. <clears throat> uh, it's It's gotta be... I can't imagine what it's like for for artists like yourself to put so much passion and energy behind a certain project and then have sort of the leader of that leave and, and my sincerest condolences, but how, what was the, how long did you guys wait before you picked this up and started uh, the hot licks, doing the hot licks again? I would say about maybe year. about a year that we waited. And then we decided, you know, we went through our grieving period, and um, which was hard. And, and then we decided, hey, we miss each other and we miss the music so much. And we wanted to get back and carry on his legacy. And so we put the Hot Licks back together again. Right. And the name and, and the, 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 um, the ownership of the name is, is still owned by Dan's wife, Claire Wasserman. And after when Dan died, we were going to do a show at the Throckmorton Theater up here in Mill Valley uh, with Dan Hicks and the Hot Licks on March the 5th, I believe, in 2016. 
and he passed like a month before that and he was already drawing up the posters for it. So we kept that date and we did his memorial on that day. And on that memorial, we had uh, the original, the blue thumb hot licks and the recent hot licks and we had Maria Muldar, Maria Muldar and a whole bunch of guests, mm -hmm. Charlie Musselwhite and all these people, Roy Rogers all came and honored Dan, Mike Lipskin. It was really a cool event. And it sounded really, really good. And uh, Tommy LaPuma that was there and Eric Jacobson, old mentors and, and uh, producers for Dan. And they dug it. So we thought, you know, this is, it's important. We should keep doing it. And does, uh, did uh, um, Dan's wife give you the blessing to use the name or? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We have. Yeah, a, we were thrilled. Yeah, yeah. she says yeah. she likes it. Well, she must be touched that, that you are continuing his legacy. Yeah, she's, she's great, and she's happy that we're doing it. Yeah. So in doing, in doing, some, in doing some research, um, I, I kept coming across people, uh, reviews of Dan's music that basically said that, his, uh, that he's not limited to one genre and it's, his music is indescribable. Um, but they all sort of come back to what you were saying, folk swing. For those people who don't know what that is, how would you describe folk swing? Well, I mean, it's a combination. Really, our music or Dan's music is a combination of folk music, roots music, Americana music, mixed with gypsy jazz, swing. Um, am I leaving anything out over well, here? Well, uh, his roots were folk music. He, he grew up playing jazz, but he loved folk music. And as a matter of fact, the apartment we're speaking from is Joan and Nick Reynolds' old apartment. Do you know Nick Reynolds? Kingston Trio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is his old place, Joan's old place. And, and Joan's son, Joan and Nick's son own this building. So this is like the old Kingston Trio building, you know, in Sausalito. So we're in here in this aura of Nick Reynolds and the Kingston Trio, <laughs> which is super cool. Dan, Dan was bunny uh, buddies with bunnies. <laughs> bunnies? <laughs> with you. Dan was 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 friends with Joan when Dan just got out of the Charlatans. The first psychedelic band was the Charlatans, right? Sixty-five, Virginia City. Uh, Charlatans migrated back to San Francisco, and they were never got a good record deal. So although they were uh, eye level with uh, uh, Jefferson Airplane and the Dead and uh, Quicksilver, they still, because they didn't get a deal, they never broke out of here. And Dan didn't love the rock and roll so much, so he wanted to do his own style. He started doing uh, uh, solo gigs, trying out the Hot Lakes uh, material, his own. And he did a open mic at the Old Spaghetti Factory here in San Francisco. And Joan Reynolds was the, the person who booked that. And she heard him and walked him into her husband, Nick, and said, this guy's got potential. And they did his first demo. So Dan has got this Kingston Trio link. Mm -hmm. And Joan Reynolds went on to be his best friend the rest of his life, you know, one of his very best friends. So there's that Kingston Trio thing then. Uh, and then he studied jazz a lot. He loves big band and straight ahead jazz. And he studied that in high school and was a drummer. And he carried that forward where he delineates from straight ahead Western swing in the, ca in the case of like... Uh, uh, Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, those guys played kind of the two, more like Django, Tum Chump, the Le Pont, they call it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, this is not that. This is the bassy straight four. One, two, two, two. And Dan was 
adamant about that straight forward. That had to be in there. And none of the other folks wing, none of the, there's nothing else that really does that. It's his invention. And so while he does roam around a little bit in styles, that element is always there. And it, and it says it's folks wing and it's dance, you know, he, and his invention. He also liked to listen to harmonies. So he loved three-part harmonies. So he listened to the Brazil 66. He listened to uh, the Andrews sisters, the Boswell sisters, and he took from that and kind of, you know, those were his influences along with all right. the things that Paul just described. Along with Django and Bob Wills and yeah. Twin Fiddles and all that. And so that's where he got, you know, and then he put this all together and got his sound. Plus he was, pretty amazing. He was such a, a, an interesting artist who got up every day and he was actually, you know, was a visual artist who would never play with a computer and, and he worked at his stuff every day. So he was very precise about what he wanted with this, this style. And it had to be kind of wacky too. He's kind totally. of, he had a super tongue-in-cheek sense of humor. That's that, the requirement for that's, this band. <laughs> that permeates everything. It's funny because listening you listening to you describe him, um, it, it, it's obvious that you guys have great affection for him and his memory. But you you keep saying that he was adamant about certain things and he was very strict about certain things. But then you say that he has this like real light side and and again just doing a brief research just the photographs of him he looks like he would just be a great guy to hang out with yeah he was definitely cool but he was not easy to hang out with all the time he was a, a bit of a loner he had a personality and he was very <laughs> he was very uh, like i said precise and demanding about his art being right you know so yeah. there was that aspect of it but you, you couldn't just know Dan. You could hang out with him, but it took a while to get to know To Dan. get to know him. He was and, a deep guy. And he was funny. I mean, we laughed so much. We, we just had such a great time. But he's him. one of those guys that was kind of raised by wolves, you know. He was he was so otherworldly <laughs> yeah. in some ways, yeah. you know. And his music was so, it was so special and so uh, identifiable and particular. And so, uh, so, so his, you know, it, that, that, uh, you just knew that you were dealing with a, you know, unique, a, a unique artist, and yeah. there's not a lot of those around. And if I can say the audiences too, kind of reflect that they are so warm and loving, and they love the music, and the fans are wonderful, and there's such a love fest when we have shows. Yeah, the music, you know? music's, the music's really music, fun. It's the really music fun. Is fun. The songs are cool. Yeah. But I will say that's one nice thing about the cabaret series because it is such an intimate venue. I mean, the 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 audience is basically at your feet um and it's about a hundred and i mean when we're full it's about 100 people um but they do love the interaction and getting to know the artists and and the stories um and you will find them to be very appreciative i'm sure i'm glad they'll appreciate that we get out we actually touch every member of the audience <laughs> yeah and it it's <laughs> We touch everybody. <laughs> um, so I, I'm curious. I, we uh, we do some present some, uh, and I'm using air quotes tribute bands from time to time. I, I think it's important to delineate the fact that this isn't necessarily a tribute band. This is the band. It's the band. Right? This is the hotline. Yeah. Right. Do you, do you, how do you think Dan would feel about, I mean, let's, cause I mean, obviously you are the hot licks just missing Dan, 
if somebody came out and wanted to do a tribute of him, how do you think he would feel about that if it wasn't you? Well, he actually went on tour to New Zealand, and there is a Dan Hicks tribute band in New Zealand. Oh, really? And he loved them. And right. so instead of their featured singer, they featured Dan and backed them up, and he just loved it. And we, we said to him when he came back, gee, we hope you're not going to leave us for that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but they he loved that you know so there awesome. are some fans out there. he would love that absolutely yes he was all yeah. surprised that like tom petty was so big and nobody got what he was doing you know yeah. but some people did you know bet miller and and ricky lee and jones and of course uh ryan setzer and a lot of people got the the rockabilly swing you got those pieces and and that affected a, a lot of music music for the, especially the seventies in terms of acoustic and, uh, and swing stuff. So, you know, in 1970, there wasn't a lot of changes, chord changes going on in the music. It was pretty much uh, Doobie Brothers and that style of stuff. And uh, Steely Dan was a departure for sure, but uh, this was its own thing. Definitely. A lot of chords. Yeah. And so going to, to you guys, how, how did you guys get started in the business? Well, <laughs> I toured with them for a little over 10 years, as I mentioned, and I was brought in by another Liquette, uh, Roberta Donay, who was a Liquette at the time, and joined the group. And at first, I didn't really want to join because I don't like flying. But how did you get started? And Well, I'm telling you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so anyway, I, I finally auditioned uh, for Dan, and it was an instant click. I mean, just after the first song or before the first song was finished, we just clicked and he said, gee, can you join? And I said, yeah, I didn't even think about it. Are you asking you know? about the hot licks or in, in general? You asking no, about in general, general. In general, how, how, I mean, where do you, where you, did you, did you always do music? Were you in other bands? Did you? Oh, um, yes. yes. Oh no. I've been singing my whole life. I mean, I sing jazz and Brazilian music, uh, modernized standards. Um, and I've been performing around the Bay Area for a long, long, long time, since the 80s. And um, I write some music. I'm a songwriter as well. And um, so, and I, I always knew who Dan was, but I didn't, you know, I didn't play that kind of music. My music was very different, but I love all kinds of music. And so that's, anyway, that's how I was brought into the group before Great. that, my other other styles of music, plus singing in a cappella groups um, uh, like the Andrew Sisters and the Boswell Sisters. So I already had a lot of harmony background and uh, performance background with groups like that. So I love the whole concept. So, cool. yeah. And how about you, Paul? Um, I started playing guitar in like 1963 and the Kingston Trio were my heroes. So they're the reason I started, which is weird that I'm sitting in Nick's apartment. <laughs> Um, and I saw Hendrix, uh, got into the Beatles hit 64, got in, uh, saw Hendrix in 68, uh, Access Bowl's Love Tour, uh, got into African music in the early 70s, was a roadie, uh, uh, roadie for Weather Report in the late 70s, um, it played a lot around San Francisco, Deborah Ayal from Romeo Floyd, and then, uh, Dan and Al Stewart, I toured for a couple years with him too. But Dan was, uh, for the, certainly the last 25 years, now 26 or something like that, was the, the, main, the main menu. And um, 
I just I find it kind of very kind of almost cool that uh, or I don't know, I guess the stars align because you guys are actually stepping in to replace a group that we had actually booked prior to because I didn't know that you existed before. Um, and when they canceled out, I reached out to an agent who um, we've worked with in the past and she goes, oh, what about these guys? And I'm like, well, I, I know Dan Hicks. I, and so, yeah, of course. So I think it's very cool that it just sort of the stars align that you guys were available and willing to come down to Torrance to do this show. I just, I, I appreciate it. It is good because we're so busy. We're honored. I know. <laughs> um, so one of the things that the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation does besides present performances like this is we also try to mentor and help young artists who are, who are trying to find their way. And I always like to ask the artists because you guys have been through, you've seen it all. What, what advice do you try to give to people who say, Hey, I want to be a musician. What, you know, how did you get started? Or what can I do to get started? Um, you, hopefully you've got that love for it because the love is what's going to sustain you. It's not, there's not necessarily a lot of money. You know, it's a very top 100 thousandths of a percent are the, the people who make some money and everybody else. It, it's super life sustaining though, because it's, it's one of the, it's a real time art. So the, the exchange of energy is very powerful and it's, you can go right until you fall over. Essentially, if you take up lacrosse or football, you're only going to go into your forties music. You just go until, you know, until that's it. You know, you, you play forever because it, it, it links you. And it's, it's also magical because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, an, a, an agreement with the, the kind of the laws of the universe, you know, the, vibration that makes everything go is kind of the signature of whatever thought is up. And that's exactly what we're playing with in real time. It's, it's just super powerful that way that can, you know, if you, if you, if it's your, if it's your, uh, destiny, it's just the best thing in the world. You know, I, I knew I was going to do it when I was three and I never stopped. I've been singing my whole life since I was a little kid too. And I actually mentor kids in public schools and oh, nice aren't getting their underserved schools, public schools. So we bring in voice lessons to these kids and it brightens their day. It's right in the school day, not after school. And so it's part of their school curriculum. And so I'm really honored to be able to mentor these kids and have them learn something that they're not able to learn because they don't bring music into the schools anymore. Yeah. So they don't have music in a lot of the schools, at least this school. And so it's really a wonderful thing to be able to influence them in a positive way and bring music, the joy of music to the kids. So, yeah, it is cool. I yeah. teach, I teach too. Yeah, no, I know you do. I yeah. Teach yeah, it's great. High, local high school. We've taught together. <laughs> yeah, let us know if you want to learn something about uh, uh, Hot Lakes music. We're we're open for seminars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just it's 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 kind of sad that, like you said, music isn't always. I mean, isn't in schools much anymore, and it's just always sad that it seems like when budgets are are pushed, the arts are usually the first thing on the the chopping block, and and they're probably the most healing and most. Uh, rewarding thing out there yeah yeah I think, and i think the world as cynical as it's getting these days it really cries for it it needs it i mean i feel so fortunate that i grew up 
in with choirs and and lessons and all the stuff you know i came from a musical family myself i was lucky daria's but, dad was like a symphony uh, the violinist the violinist for yeah. san francisco symphony so she grew up oh, wow. with all these ponchos yeah. yeah in the classical world but that, that's another story but anyway um but i was fortunate and they don't have that so much now it's there are some organizations like sf jazz and um Anyway, the, the organization I work for is called ArtSmart, and they're all over the country, and it's wonderful. I'm very happy to be part of this. Awesome. Um, so when, when people come to see uh, the Hot Licks, what is your hope that they walk away with? What's, I mean, as artists, you want to impart something, whether it's a feeling or knowledge or something. What do you hope people walk away with uh, when they leave a Hot Licks concert? I think playing in general is that people get how much we enjoy it. You know, it it's it affects us so profoundly, and we want them to to share that. The music is, you know, the play in general is cool, and this style of music is is very particular and and very unusual and unique, and that we are essentially the torchbearers for it. It's a special deal when this band plays, and and. Uh, and it, it, we, you know, it, I, I'm just gassed every time we play, and I, I, that's what I want. I hope they get that, that you know, joy, really, laughter, yeah, love. it's cool and it's fun. It's usually what it's all about. Yeah. Awesome. And then, um, did uh, oh shoot, I had a question and I forgot. Oh well, um, I guess I'm getting to that age, huh? Well, I, I, I can't, again, thank you guys enough for taking the time. I just want to repeat that it's the Hot Licks, the Studio Cabaret at the Nakano Theater, January 17th and 18th. Um, come out and uh, show us show them the love. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's going to be great. We can't wait to, to see, see you guys in person. And thank you so much for taking the time. Your pleasure. Thank you so thank much. You.